So much of the past year, for me at least, has been about learning where true safety and security come from. Think of how much we've lost this year. All the things that made us feel secure and steady before the pandemic. Time with friends and extended family. The knowledge that our kids were learning all day at school and spending time with friends. The security of going to work in the morning and coming to this building on Sunday. The safety of the annual rhythm of holiday celebrations, weddings, funerals, vacations. These are things that made us feel like the ground was steady under our feet. They made us feel safe, and now all of a sudden they're gone or they're changed beyond recognition. And this week, this week it feels as if we've lost another layer of that safety and security that we took for granted. For many of us, the images of a far-right mob in the Capitol this week, the invasion of one of the most protected buildings in the nation, made us feel like nothing could be safe, like our government and our institutions are falling apart under the stress of it all. And in the face of all this, where can we find safety and security? Some 600 years before Christ, the people of Israel believed that God lived in the temple in Jerusalem. God's very being dwelled over the altar in the Holy of Holies within the building. And because the God of the universe had chosen to live in the temple in Jerusalem, the whole nation of Israel would always be safe forever. They were untouchable. They were unconquerable. Nothing bad would happen because God would never allow God's home to fall into enemy hands. The Jerusalem temple could never be conquered, so the entire land of Israel was safe. And then 600 years ago, the Hebrew prophet Jeremiah walked up the steps of the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, stood in the doorway, and said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord. This is the temple of the Lord. This is the temple of the Lord. He went on, you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, you mistreat the poor, and then you come and stand before me in this house which is called by name and say, we are safe. In other words, Jeremiah is saying, you are treating this temple as if it were the get-out-of-jail-free card in Monopoly, as if it's magic, that you can go out and do whatever you want, live however you ma want, and say to yourself, well, the temple of the Lord is here, so we're safe. Jeremiah goes on to say, one day, not very long from now, this temple will fall. It's a building. It's not magic. It can't keep you safe. And then he goes on in the rest of his ministry to continually call the people of Israel to move past their superficial sense of safety into something deeper. He says, your safety doesn't come from this building or from some sense that God prefers you to all other nations. It comes from a relationship. 
from right relationship with God and with the community. Empires rise and fall, wars come and go. God does not promise that you'll be wrapped in cotton and protected from all suffering. But, Jeremiah says, if you seek God, if you serve others, God does promise that deep below the surface, where it matters, you will be safe. Because God will dwell there, in your heart, not in the temple, but at the deepest part of who you are. It's a different kind of safety that Jeremiah is proposing. Not safety from suffering, but the safety that comes from knowing that the essential part of us, the part of us that matters, the part that can love and hope and work for a better future, the part where God dwells, that part of us will never be destroyed, no matter what happens. Right now, I think that we are a bit like the people of Israel, learning that the things that we thought would always keep us safe and secure might not work so well. We've had this tendency, I think, as a nation to think that our safety and security come from being American. This is the temple of the Lord. This is the temple of the Lord. And I should add, there have always been those among us who have not felt safe because of race or class or immigration status or sexual orientation. They've been the Jeremiah's. They've been the prophets pointing us to a deeper sense of safety. Our safety does not come from being American. It doesn't come from military might or economic security. It does not come from holding on to whatever we have with white knuckles and refusing to share it. Our safety has to come from a deeper place, from the place that Jeremiah calls the place where God dwells. We have to cultivate a place deep in our hearts where we can meet God and encounter others on a profound level. That's where our safety comes from. However rough and stormy things get on the surface of the ocean, we have to be able to go deep and find a place where the water is still. That's the place that we can find real safety, a kind of safety more profound than what the world offers. The writer Sarah Miles, a member of St. Gregory of Nyssa of Nyssa in San Francisco wrote a fantastic book about our ministry that I recommend that has lots of stories that feature my predecessor, Steve Hassett. It's a great book. Anyway, she tells the story of one of the children who came every week to the community soup kitchen at St. Gregory's. This little girl never had clean clothes. She always seemed to be living with a different relative, and it was clear that life wasn't easy for her. And one week, she came up to Sarah and she said, I want the water that will keep me safe. It took Sarah a long time to figure out what she meant. Finally, she figured out she wanted to be baptized. She wanted the water that would keep her safe. And Sarah starts thinking about her own baptism. Had it made her safe? In most ways, no. Her baptism, her faith had led her to quit her job, to start the soup kitchen, to give up reliability, stability for something new. The water had challenged her, had driven her past her boundaries, had brought her into contact with people she didn't like or agree with, had broken her certainties and unsettled her profoundly. But under all that disruption, there was indeed a deeper safety. 
And as she offered baptism to this little girl, she realized that baptism would not protect her magically from all she was going through. That it would give her a deep community with God and a community of human beings that would surround her that could indeed carry her through everything she had to face. We read today about Jesus' baptism, which in one sense is a powerfully unsafe moment. Immediately after he emerges from the water, Jesus is driven into the wilderness for 40 days and nights without food to be, as Mark tells us, tempted by Satan. The baptism also signifies the end of his peaceful life at home as a carpenter with his family in Nazareth and the beginning of his public ministry, which will end in the crucifixion. Jesus' baptism doesn't keep him safe, quite the opposite. On the other hand, Jesus is offered in his baptism the deepest and most profound moment of identity and communion that we witness in Scripture. God looking down on him to say, you are my child, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. That is safety. A more profound assurance of, than anything the world can offer. The world feels profoundly and unsettled and unsafe today. And there is no magical thing we can do to make sure those we love emerge from this scary time unscathed. But God offers us at every moment a more profound safety, the safety of knowing that we are God's children, the beloved, and that there is a place, as Jeremiah says, deep within us where God dwells, a place that is safe, that can never be shaken, that can never be taken away. Right now, we are in a moment of decision as a nation, as a community? Will we ignore the deep cracks in our foundation as a nation that have been revealed during this pandemic? Or will we face reality and work together to build something? In order to move forward, in order to fix what is broken, I think we're going to have to give up that superficial sense of safety. We're going to have to give up our sense of being an exception to the rule. The sense that our safety comes from holding tightly onto what, already, what we already have, that sense of hoarding, that sense of not being able to give to others because one day we might need it. We're going to have to give up what is comfortable. The work ahead of us is going to take more than that superficial sense of safety. We're going to have to go deep to challenge ourselves, to be uncomfortable, and to really trust that our safety comes not from the old way of being, but rather from that deep place, past all reason and sense, where God dwells.